and welcome into another episode of West Life Podcast. Uh, we've got the boys in live in the studio tonight and a very special guest. We're, uh, we're trying it in studio tonight, guys, so the audio might sound a little bit better or might sound a little bit worse. We'll see how we go. But, uh, of course, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues, best place to watch the game live and loud, and you can do that this weekend. And, of course, MG Pump Solution, West Life Pod on Insta and Twitter. Support us and take part in the show, patreon.com forward slash West Life, and please subscribe on YouTube now. All episodes will be uploaded there, and, um, yeah, so check out, give us a like on there. And if you want to support the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Um, yeah. Okay. We have a very special guest, a champion, a tri-scoring, two tri- two tri-scoring champion from our West Tigers grand final winning team, Keely Brown, thank you so much for coming on the West Life podcast. A bit of a surprise for our listeners tonight, but we're absolutely stoked for you have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This is actually my first podcast, so yeah, first podcast ever. <laughs> yes. Wow, we are we are honoured. <laughs> uh, firstly, how has the last what was been forty eight hours ish? Um, you obviously were back at training tonight for WNRL, but um, what were the celebrations like post-game with the girls? Yeah, everyone was so stoked. So it's still not all sunken in, but it's been a pretty crazy weekend. Um, yeah, I haven't, I suppose, celebrated up with a Tigers crowd before because it was my first season up with Tigers. <laughs> but, yeah, they're always such a fun exciting crowd so definitely fun to be around and what was our crowd like rob he he's my co-host he was at the game on saturday he said uh it was predominantly west tigers and that they were pretty despite not being a huge crowd they were pretty loud yeah definitely um i could definitely hear them out there and um yeah coming into the tigers this season that was one of the first things i was told by um some of the staff is that it's a really good crowd at West Tigers games. They're loud and they're proud and yeah, it was so good to have them there and very much good to see that um, West Tigers dominated the crowd, I think. Yeah. It's, um, it's nice to have, yeah, it's something to cheer about as a West Tigers fan. You girls definitely made us proud the entire season. And then yeah, the game on Saturday just, yeah, capped it off. We all were watching, we weren't at the ground on Facebook Live, and I was fist pumping in my lounge room watching it when that field goal went over. Um, yeah, Rob, you were at the ground. Um, yeah, any questions for for Keely? Yeah, hi Keely, congratulations to you and the girls. Um, I cannot believe what I witnessed on Saturday. Um, both teams evenly matched. Uh, the intensity, especially the first fifteen minutes, was ridiculous. Uh, how did you find the game? Um, yeah, it was something else. The I don't think any of us have um, prepared for an extra 10 minutes of a game. We're all fit for that um, full-time game, but the extra 10 minutes, I think, got to us. I know I was cramping and I looked over and I saw half of both teams cramping, so I'm glad I wasn't the only one. But, um, 
yeah, it was it was an intense game, but it was just so exciting. I think, yeah, the atmosphere is what made it, yeah, such a good game. Well, talk us through the game a bit. Like, talk to us about your first try because that, that came off a kick and it looked like a bit of a, I wouldn't even say a 50-50 ball. I didn't think it, it was even your right to have the ball and you made it your ball. So tell us all about that. Yeah, I've actually never scored off a kick before either. So that was a, another first. But um, we had been practising Em's little kicks for the corner um, at training that week. And I think that definitely helped seeing um, where it was going to land. Um, I think, yeah, we've really started to get that combination towards the end of the season on the right side, um, getting used to playing with each other. So, yeah, training for those little things like doing a couple of kicks at training when it comes to the game, I think it really helps because, you know, or you have some sort of sense of where the ball's going to go, which, yeah, made it And uh, have, have you guys been coached to sort of back yourself from any part of the field? Because I noticed Cronulla play well, but they play a much more conservative style where I felt like we were, if there was an opportunity, we, we took it, whether it was from our quarter line or, you know, in, in their red zone. Is that how we've been taught to play? Yeah, definitely, I think. Um, our coach put a lot of faith in us and he said um, a lot of the time he'd hear people saying, hold the ball, hold the ball. But he said, um, just play our footy. He trusts that um, we know what we're doing with the ball. And I think it really shows the skill in attack when we do trust each other and trust ourselves and back ourselves because, um, yeah, that's what they're really building on is that West Tigers style of footy. And I think, yeah, the girls, especially the halves, took charge in um, putting that on show for everyone. As would you like to ask our champion here a question or two? First of all, hi, Kaylee. Thanks for coming on. Um, no obviously, when that um, the conversion in goal, in sorry, extra time went over, was there much of a chat between the girls or was there any message sent out there? Obviously, you, you had the belief it was just a matter of winning the game from there. Uh, yeah, I think the theme was just to trust in our ability and, yeah, everyone was so stoked when that goal went over, but we had to, one, take in that excitement, but then to um, switch on to the next job that the game wasn't over. Um, I think we all had a lot of trust in them to get it over, but we, I, like, we were talking to each other before she took the conversion that um, whether she got it over or she didn't, um, we were going to get around her because, yeah, I think we've built a really tight connection between the team and um, we really put it all out there, whether she got that conversion or not. But, um, yeah, she got it over and we just had to switch on to the next job and finish that game. I think everyone watching could see how tight-knit the team was and how well you got around each other when you got those milestones in the game, like the kick. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's been good, especially, yeah, towards the end, end of this season, everyone's become really close. And um, I think that's, yeah, a culture that's really being built on and everyone's getting, yeah, a very tight-knit group up there, which is really nice to be a part of. Uh, this Sunday, 24 July, visit West Asheville to enjoy free live music by the talented duo Catcher, performing at the Garden from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m., Followed by watching round 19 where the West Tigers take on the Cowboys. Game kicks off from 4.05pm live and loud from the lounge and sports bar. 
West Ashfield, home of the West Tigers, West Ashfield, 115 Liverpool Road, Ashfield. For more information, visit Ashfield's website, westashfield.com.au or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at West Ashfield. Thank you. Can you tell us about that actual try that led to the being an equaliser, led to, led to getting to 20-all? Um, was that a design play for you to come from the right side to the left side or was that just like deep of the moment, there's 90 seconds left, we've got to get a score, let's just throw it around? Yeah, no, that was one of our plays that we usually do off the tap um, and we, yeah, they called it, but we usually run it on play two. So I was coming around, sweeping around early and I was coming for play two and Bucky was, our left half was like, no, and then one of the forwards ended up hitting it through. So I thought we weren't going to actually then play it because um, it had just gone into the middle and then Bucky just turned around and said, no, 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 play three, play three. So that's when I just reset and then continued coming around. But it was, yeah, that play we'd, we had been practicing throughout the season, but I think that's somewhat how we got to catch them off guard is because we didn't play it a lot throughout the season, but we had trained it. But, yeah. Well, I, I'm a lot older than uh, Josh and Aaron. I can tell you back <laughs> in my day, when they used to have semifinals with 10 minutes each way, I know this one was only five minutes each way, it is very rare for the team that scores first to lose extra time. So I was really impressed with your fight and, and your belief because – when they scored right on the stroke of half time of extra time, that was like a devastating blow. And obviously they converted and there was no time for a kickoff. So you kind of knew you had two or three sets to get back into it and to do what you guys did. We are so proud of you. Um, it was a pleasure to be there. I, I can't believe how good the women's game is now. And uh, yeah, just congratulations again. It was a fantastic game to be at. Yeah. Thank you so much. It really was something special to be a part of. I know when Sammy went through on their first try, I was a bit blown away and I actually thought at that point that it was only the five minutes extra time and I thought, oh, I was hesitant to whether we were going to have time to come back. But, um, yeah, I think everyone just kept that theme in their head of not stopping till the final whistle, which was, yeah, really good that no one dropped their heads and we stayed in that fight. And um, how was the walk around Combank Stadium yesterday? Yeah, that was, yeah something very new and really surreal that especially when all the little kids came down to the front and they had their hands out um stuck out to have high fives and yeah everyone really getting around it I think it is amazing to see more and more fans come in to support the women's game because it is growing really fast and yeah it was really nice to be a part of that yeah yesterday fantastic Keely I'll just uh Throw one more question from a lot of people are excited in our comments. I'll, I asked if anyone's asked a question. So Rachel on Facebook wants to know, how did you get into league? So what's your background with footy? Um, so I grew up playing netball and touch footy. I didn't actually play when I was younger. A lot of the other girls played when they were really little with the boys. But um, yeah, I only played um, touch footy, a little bit of league tag coming into my teens. Um, and then I'm from Milton Oladola, so down the bottom mm. end of the south coast. And, um, yeah, they had their first under-18s team um, when I was 15 and the, you had to be 16 to play in it. But um, they were struggling to get numbers and the coach actually asked me and I asked my mum and mum said no. <laughs> and then the coach <laughs> actually then went and asked my mum if I could play. And um, the promise was that if I played, I'd be on the wing or out 
out wide and I wouldn't be running at the big strong girls who were going to hurt me because I think she was a bit worried but um yeah I kind of just got um convinced by the girls that I grew up playing touch with because I was still playing league tag with them and around the same group they just all played league tag and footy so then I joined in with them um I suppose playing that and yeah continued to play from there there's a, a new name in the comments I haven't seen before, a Tess Staines. Uh, <laughs> she, she's asked, is Tess your favourite Tigers teammate? Oh, I don't know if she goes by Tess. I usually call her a question master. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's the one that always asks. She has three questions at training. Um, we give her three questions max and she's got to fit all her questions into those three. So, <laughs> no, nah, Tess is she's a lot of fun. Um, definitely. A highlight being able to play this season with her. Shout out to you, Tess. <laughs> nice, <laughs> right, to nice finish, comment I've dropped. <laughs> to finish off, I'll, I'll I'll put you through the uh, questions that Tess and all West Tigers players answer when they come on. Not necessarily footy related. So, firstly, what's your favourite food or meal? Oh, I'm very indecisive. I do love Thai food. I'd say satay chicken. It's definitely it's a good one of my favourites. Mm. Uh, you got a favourite restaurant? Oh, tough one. I'd say, again, Yes I Am is a Thai place from my hometown. They always had the best Thai, so I'll have to say them. Uh, favourite yeah. movie? Oh, I do love kids' movies. I'm known amongst my family and friends to recite random lines from kids movies which is a bit strange because I don't actually have a good memory but I would say up oh <laughs> uh, yep that's a good one yeah uh, favorite tv show I don't actually watch a lot of tv you can include streaming so it's, it's, this is a question that's showing my age because tv shows doesn't necessarily have to be on a tv but it can mm. be a netflix show or whatever yeah or even that, I don't, I'm, I don't even know if I'd have one. Not really. Yeah. One to watch shows. I usually watch yeah. a few episodes and then get a bit bored and then move on to the next one. I guess you and, uh, you and Tess being country girls, you get better things to do. Whereas us in the city, <laughs> it, it, yeah. it go through traffic and everything to go and do things is a hassle. So we just watch more TV, I guess. You guys are yeah. right riding horses and that sort of thing. Uh, who was your favourite athlete growing up? Uh, Doesn't have to be footy. A few. Yeah. Um, oh, I actually loved watching, because I first played netball, um, the Swift skills, and there was a couple in there, but I suppose I've always looked up to Isabel Kelly, I suppose more, moving into rugby league. She's, yep. yeah, on a whole new level, so... Seeing her game is definitely something to aspire to be. Absolutely. Central Coast girl like myself, well, well Central Coast boy, <laughs> both from the Central Coast. Uh, favorite, do you have any favourite sporting teams outside of footy? Do you follow any others? Obviously, Netball or Swifts? Oh, that, I haven't followed Netball for a while. I don't really follow, yeah, I'm mainly following footy. Um, Who was your favourite oh, footy team growing up? I didn't have a lot of choice. Um, it actually happened to be the Dragons. My dad grew up um, in the St. George area, so he's always yeah, followed course. the Dragons. So 
yeah, it's been, yeah, a bit, bit um, coincidental that he's extra supportive when I pull on the <laughs> red V jersey. But yeah, um, yep. yeah, he's so I'm stoked sure. to, yeah, see me play any footy because he's always loved his footy. Yeah. Uh, favorite band or artist? Um, oh, there's a lot. Um, I do love Rufus Dussault. Very random, but um, as who's that? Yeah, uh, do you know that? <laughs> Rufus. <laughs> bit of a bit of a strange one, but yeah, yeah no, always a few good. Is ones. that a, are they a modern band? I only listen to um, music from the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Somewhat. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Carla in the comments. She's got your back on Rufus to, to sell. Oh yes, good to hear. <laughs> and last question: favorite thing to do outside of footy? Um. Oh. The usual time with friends and family is always good, but activity-wise, um. I'd say camping is always good fun. Um, my, me and my friends, yeah, always say that we need to get out camping, but we don't do it a lot. I don't really do it a lot, but we're, we're yeah. planning on road tripping soon. So, yeah, that should be interesting. Well, Keely, thank you so much. Yeah, it was very much um, last minute. And, of course, as I said earlier, you just come from training for straight into WNRL. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you so much for um, – yeah, joining the show and congratulations again, West Tigers fans. We we're just so proud for you girls and to you to Tess if you're in the comments there still. Um, so congratulations to all the girls and yeah, all the best for the WNRL season. Yeah, thank you so much and thanks so much for having me on tonight. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Keely. No thanks, worries. Keely. Thanks. See ya. See you. Bye. What a game, Josh! It was such a good game to be at. Absolutely twists and turns at every part and you know just all the little things the skill level that you got to see like you know flick pass tries to your winger and and uh, you know emily Curtin came off injured and we thought oh here we go this is going to be big trouble and emily comes back on and not only kicks a match tying conversion goal but then gets a field goal like didn't think she could walk she tried to play on and then she hobbled and then she had to come off the field so yeah just an amazing game to be at and uh I hope the men play with that commitment every week in the future. They they really should take example in the grand final. As any any other thoughts on the game? No, not really. Rob just covered it. It was an absolutely spectacular game. I didn't get to watch it at the time, obviously, because I was driving. But I tuned in later on, and um, I caught the end of the game as well. And yeah, just so thrilled. Good to good reasons to be a tiger again. So other grades across the week, and so New South Wales Cup actually got a win, thirty-two twenty at Leichhardt Oval. That game was meant to be a combank, but was moved. Uh, and the Jersey Flag guys had a loss, sixteen twenty-six before that, also against the Panthers. And of course, the girls. Um, we might just leave that there for the rest of the season. They are the 2022 Premiers, 121-20 in uh, Golden Point. What a game. Righto, back to a bit more uh, depressing news, the boys the boys team. <laughs> um, first cap off the rank. So, Big Papa, 
is all the uh, the talk at the moment. I think something might have happened before we just went on the air tonight. Apparently, may have confirmed he's coming. But Rob, this quote here from him. So was it in a press conference? He was. It was in a post game press conference yeah. after. So I've got it on the screen here, but I'll read it for obviously those who listening audio only. He said, that's not my focus at the moment. Obviously talking about West Tigers contract. I want to make sure I put my best foot foot forward in this season and that I have here by playing week to week and worrying about my job. Whatever happens, happens. Um, Rob, you're pretty concerned with that comment and there was another comment after that as well yeah and also the comment the other comment that you mentioned about i'll leave it up to you know I'm, when they were talking about benji being coach i think he said i'm happy for them and it was just i think most players when they're going to another club the next year they say they're fully committed to their team for the rest of the year and they're looking forward to you know what happens after the season you know such as luke garner so um it was just a little bit concerning and you know especially with everything that's gone on lately and the fact that Brad Arthur had come out during the week and said, you know, he'd love to have him with the club and they're trying to offload Nathan Brown. And so there, there were a few reasons to be concerned, even though apparently Benji had rung him up and Isaiah had confirmed to Benji that he was definitely coming. But I just would have liked to have heard something publicly. But if something's happened tonight we don't know about, well, that would be fantastic news because he had another great, great game uh, Saturday night and scored another try as well to back up the try he scored against us. As you got any concerns about Papa? Uh, at this point, I'm trying to not read too much into it. He's obviously committed to the Eels um, and he's got a final series coming up. So I'm kind of hoping that he kind of just gets through that and then focuses on what he's got to do with us. Just having trouble with your mic, Rob. Okay. Not sure. It's on my end. It's not your fault. Sorry, guys. We're a bit of an experiment tonight with us all in the same room. The first time we all th- the three of us have been in the same room, we'll try and get Shane um, in, have a foursome uh, soon enough. So bear with us with the audio. Righto, on to the game itself. So as all three of us are at the game, Rob, you'll sit next to me. Uh, as what were your thoughts on our loss to the Panthers? I was deeply concerned early in the game that the Panthers were going to run away with it. They made a few too many breaks, uh, just easy meters. It was, yeah, it was scary to watch. I was surprised we held them off scoring tries as long as we did. But uh, the fight the boys shows and kept themselves in it really right until the very end. It was always going to be tough to win. But I'm I'm glad they at least fought for it. Rob? Yeah, I've got a little bit of a different view. I'm not happy at all with the performance. Uh, if you didn't watch the game and you just saw the scoreline, you'd say, oh, you know, the boys came close. If you look at the highlights, we had a couple of no tries that probably could have been tries, you know, if we one stayed out of the 10 metres and the other one was an obstruction play. I just felt there was no line speed or intensity. And especially having seen the girls play the day before, I just couldn't believe that Penrith were eating metres the way they were. And the fact that we were almost going to have the lead on half-time, I just thought wasn't a true indication of the game. Uh, It was just really concerning. I just thought, why can't we lift? Like, we played so well at Leichhardt. That was a fully committed team for 80 minutes. And it just 
was the opposite on Sunday, yesterday. So I, I was pretty disappointed. Uh, we had the lead, obviously, with four or five minutes left, and uh, they scored a really simple try after making a break, literally one off the ruck. It was a 50-metre break, and, yeah, just very poor finish. Um, I found that the team, Josh, lifted after Adam Dwayne scored the try. I felt like there was a little bit of a lifting spirit. We definitely had six or seven guys that really had a go. But um, after that, I just thought, you know, I just thought the line speed was pretty poor. Uh, as can you see the graphics on screen? Yeah, yeah, I can see them. Do you, do you want to run through them for me? Well, I'm just going to try and fix Rob's mic. Just got to try and I'm going to go really close to the screen for a second, everyone. That's all right. I got it. Kem and Marlowe with 20 runs was the, uh, the leader there. 141 meters as well. Uh, only slightly more than the second uh, place person. Mind breaks. Junior Tupo had two. Try assist. Uh, Kepa. Yeah. None of our three halves. Um, yeah. <laughs> Had one, but uh, touches Luke Brooks 47. Uh, I believe Adam was 44, so it was quite quite close there. Kicking wise, I thought Adam's kicking game was pretty pretty good 15 kicks for 517 meters. Uh, he made the most tackles in the back line, two of 22. Line break assists, just one each for Kepper, Brooksy, and Adam. Uh, and then error wise, one each for Brooksy, Dane, and Kepper. Um, who should we start with? Dane, Laurie, Rob. Um, yeah, I, I felt he came, seemed like you and I was obviously sitting next to each other at the game, saying it was a bit quiet. I felt like he came on a little bit more in the second half. Would you agree? He's definitely trying, Josh. I, I know it's only his second season with us, but I still find he's not confident with kicks. Uh, just general kicks, not even bombs. He's letting them bounce. Uh, he's not attacking the kicks and, and getting them on the full and getting those extra 10 or 15 metres that we need. So we're always starting our set, you know, 10 metres out or 15 metres out when we should be 30 metres out from our own line. So I just felt, and that was the same with Junior Tupu as well. But Junior Tupu, you know, he, it's only his, what, fifth game or something thereabouts. So, you know, he's got excuses, but we definitely miss having someone like Noffer on the wing who will catch those balls on the full, run the ball back with gusto and get our sets with forward momentum. Uh, as we'll move on to Kemba Marlowe, I felt like he was like another forward there uh, on the weekend. Obviously, his stats there show it. it um, yeah, we definitely missed him. Yeah, we definitely did. He he makes those hard carries from the back foot, back of the back, of, sorry, back of the field, <laughs> and um, he just he just kept trying. He he was always committed. He did the best. He d he did well. And if anyone's wondering why Rob's audio is now working better, we forgot to flick the on switch. You're sounding good oh, now. Gosh. <laughs> There's on button, the on button on the microphone. All right, we'll have we... to speak to our producer about that, Josh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who, who's, who's the onus on? Is it the person with the microphone or the person with uh, the uh, Probably the me, mate. I'll take the blame. We'll, we'll go 50-50. That's okay. <laughs> we're, like, we're like the West Tigers halves. We'll take uh, – I'll be, I'll be Luke Brooks on this one. I'll be escape. That's fine. <laughs> um. 
who else? Junior Tupo, Rob, he obviously came in late. I felt like just sometimes positionally he was out of place. Um, people bag out and offer a bit, but, yeah, again, I said to you during the game, man, Noffa, we do, I think we do underrate Noffa a little bit when it comes to basically getting to the kicks on the fall and that sort of thing. Yeah. Junior was a little bit out of place at times. He was out of place at times. There were a couple of kicks in the second half in particular that I thought he could catch on the full easily and run back. But, you know, as some people have said to me on social media, we've got to give him a bit more time, Josh. I mean, he's only had a handful of games. Um, the other thing you'd notice too, we swapped our wingers around and our centres. So we had uh, Kenny and Stafford on the right instead of the left. And if you notice, Junior Tupu, every time he got the ball, he carried it under his right arm. You know, he, he's obviously a right side of the field player. Like, mm. if you're playing on the left and you're going for the corner or anything like that, you've got to use your right arm for a fend. And, you know, so he was just like a fish out of water. He, he didn't really like the left side at all. Yeah, touch on that Brett Caballi's decision to flip the team, basically, the back line. Well, was it Brett's or was it Tim's? I, well, yeah, uh, I mean, it, it had Tim Sheen's written all over it. We, we, we create a lot of history, you know, a few times a year for the wrong reasons, unfortunately, like the scrum that expired and and conceded a penalty. But luckily, they lost the ball a couple of tackles later. Such a West Tigers thing. But I think the part that created history the most was we actually had Jackson Hastings wearing number 13 and he played as a halfback in the first half. And in the second half, he's the first player in history to play as a halfback and as a lock. He literally had a hybrid position. It was crazy. Like the first half we had Luke Brooks as a 5'8 on the left and Adam Dwayhey a 5'8 on the right and Jacko steering the ship, which is what everyone wants. But it, it brought us down to forward short in the first half. We, we literally lacked an extra runner. Mm. Um, and I felt like Jacko was told at halftime to run the ball a bit more. So he did play a bit more like a lock, but he was also first receiver. It was just really confusing. It had Tim Sheens all over it, to be honest. As do you think it's like throwing, they're doing a bit of throwing darts at the dartboard at the moment when it comes to team selections and positional play? Are they just, are they just experimenting, do you think, for next year? Yeah, it feels that way. They're just trying to see what sticks. I don't think that's the long-term solution. Jacko definitely needs to be in the seven. Um, and it's just a matter of who partners him in the halves. Should be Dwayne, but we won't know. I mean, the way Adam played on uh, Sunday, when was it? Yesterday. Um, yeah, he. it's got to be Adam, Rob. Surely. He was so strong. Like, he's just, like, maybe he, he looked good in a side that was lacking effort, and he just purely on effort was better. But just, man, it's just that guy... Is just we've got to. I yelled it out when he scored that try. Give that man a new fucking contract. They should be on the desk within within a week. Like we've got to we've got to re-sign this guy. Yeah, look, we always talk about rugby league games, Josh, where it's very hard for the backs to look good when they're playing behind a beaten forward pack. Like who's going to get you to go forward? And Adam did that. Adam did that. Like when we were going nowhere, Adam would get the ball. There was even, it might not be really significant, but there was one tackle where he had three men on him and he dragged them six or seven metres. Like the guy's post-contact metres were even good. So it was just great to see Adam playing the way he did. And he lifted the team because we were going nowhere for 35 minutes in that first half. It was just awful. Like, after, like I said, I, I'm going to keep referring to it. 
after watching the girls Saturday and then watching the lack of intensity Sunday mm. and then for Brett Kamali to say they tried, I, I, there's a difference between trying and trying like your life depends on it. Yeah. Um, there were some guys that didn't play great, but they tried. Like mm. we're all bagging Brooksy and what have you. Brooksy, Brooksy tried his ass off yesterday. Mm. But what position was he playing? Yeah. Was he left centre? Was he 5'8"? What was he? It was just he got more involved in the second half, but everyone's confused about their role. Mm. It's just it's mind-boggling what's going on with the team. And I feel sorry for Brett Kamali because I actually feel he's just going to cop the rap for the rest of the year. And Tim Sheens needs to step in right now. He really does. We've got eight games left to make players improve. And if they're not going to improve, ship them off. You say you're not wanted at the club. But it's just mind-boggling to, to see they look confused. They really look confused. But there were certainly seven or eight guys that had a go yesterday. We But we just needed everyone to be on the same page. As thoughts on Brooksy in this one? I mean, you can't fault the effort, but we're not paying him for effort. We, we're paying him to win us games. And he wants to be the seven. And you're not really seeing it. His fifth tackle options, especially in the second half when we were behind and trying to close that game, they were just poor. He he just kicked it down the throat of players. Right, we'll move on to the forwards. So uh, Jackson Hastings, who was a forward this week, he led the team in runs for twenty. Yeah, twenty four. Um, and led the team in tackles with 41. So you were saying, Rob, that he wasn't keen on making tackles, but... He... I, ne- I never said that. Oh, sorry, you said you heard that he wasn't keen on the extra... The extra workload. The extra workload, yeah, Correct. yeah. But, man, he may not have wanted to, but he put in, 20, like, 24 runs, 41 tackles. He did his work. He played his ass off. Mm. He he tried really hard. Adam tried really hard. You know, we had a couple of forwards that tried hard. Joffa was great. Fanil Pole was great. Um, there, there were a lot of guys. But when I say the team lacked intensity, I, I talk as a whole. Obviously, there's seven or eight guys that are having a go. But there's – and they're all trying, but there's different degrees of trying. And uh, I don't know. I, I It just didn't look like the team that played at Leichhardt the week before. That's all. And and, you, and when you're there, you can notice the difference. Like, I wasn't at Leichhardt, but I was proud of that Leichhardt effort. Mm. I really was. I thought they played great for 80 minutes. I, I know we had a bad 10-minute period, but it wasn't for lack of intensity or, mm. or tackling or line speed. Or Penrith were making 10, 15 metres at will. Yeah. They could have had 30 points at halftime. It was just a terrible. I'll push, push on that a little bit at the risk of – Balmain bias, as we've been accused of, same time. But you're the neutral as. that. There were 12,000 people there yesterday. Do you think if we played that at Leichhardt, we'd probably get it get home? The team lifts that a little bit more? Honestly, I reckon, yeah, we do. Um, we saw it when we played them there last year. Uh, and I reckon we maybe got an extra 1,000, 1,500 at Leichhardt last year. Um, I think, yeah, I think with the home ground advantage, actually playing at a home ground, we take that one. Yeah, I definitely do. I agree. I agree, but it's not my Leichhardt bias. It's just I've seen the intensity that we've been playing with at Leichhardt, mm. and this is why we've suffered for years now taking games to Combank. Mm. It's not really a fortress. It's not really a home ground. We have had some wins there, yeah. but I'm, I'm just not a fan of these neutral stadiums mm. just because you can 
Even Campbelltown, but, I think, would have made. I love Campbelltown. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with either. We, we need more games at both, and I think mm. we will get that next year. So that that's one good thing, Josh. Yeah, it's um, yeah, Combank. You sat, you were my wife for the day. You sat in my wife's seat. That's a beautiful. It's, yes, it's a beautiful, comfortable <laughs> seat. Um, yeah, he didn't get anywhere, guys. The, the, uh, <laughs> we we held hands on the way out, and cried together, but uh, but no, but Bank uh, Combank Stadium. It's comfortable. It's nice. It's pretty. It's easy to get into. But I don't know. Just the suburban grounds, without sounding like a broken record, it just doesn't. It just feels that solar. So yeah, I'm just really, really hoping that there's no uh, no new contract for uh, for Combat Stadium. It is a great stadium, but um, yeah, at this point, maybe if we'll, we won more games, because I know in 2005 when we're playing at Homebush. You didn't think about it as much in those Homebush games because we were just toweling up teams when we played there. But yeah, I really, um, yeah, from going going from Leichhardt to Combank week to week, I know, it just the feeling uh, was definitely there. And I think you definitely you could feel it for the, through the players. There's just that, like you said, it was only a little bit, but I mean, five percent can be the difference. But just to be when fair, you, Josh, or to be objective, our record at Leichhardt and Campbelltown is mm. poor. So we're not saying we would have got the win or anything, but it's just yeah. you feel like it's a home ground. Whether it's like even on Saturday with the girls, there wouldn't have been a 1,000 people there. And just speaking to Tess and and you know a couple of the girls on the sideline after the game, they said they could actually hear the difference in the crowd. They really gave them a lift. So a home ground can't be treated with disrespect. It, yeah. It's really important to have. We need every advantage we can get. Yeah, yeah. It is almost making excuses, isn't it, saying we need our team – the team should, yeah, the team should lift. They're playing in Tamworth, Gold Coast. Or they send the lift in Brisbane for some reason. We play pretty well at Suncorp for some reason, but um, yeah. Well, but- this is why I go back to Sheen should take over the club because if he's the boss of football, he's about to be the coach next year. Mm. The players have to want to impress him. They ca- you can't just throw it on Kamali and you know unless Tim Sheens is thinking we're going to lose all these games this year, I don't want that on my record and yeah, look maybe. like that's what I'm taking into. But it's not the point. We've got guys there that need coaching, you know, literally need like Junior Tupu, you know, AJ Kapoa, like guys that haven't had that many games. They need to be taught by Tim Sheens and. We don't want to use next year as an experiment. We need to be experimenting now so we've got a competitive team next year. It just makes no sense not to have him as coach right now. And that's no disrespect to Kamali because I really feel like his hands are tied, to be honest. I think he's sort of taking all the bad raps for Sheen's selections. Murray on YouTube has got a good point. The game, the Tommy game at, uh, at Leichhardt was, yeah, a shit fest. So, yeah, maybe we're, maybe we're dreaming. Uh, a little bit here, and well, maybe they, it's the night games because the Penrith game was a night okay. game. So all games, all games at Leichhardt, all Campbelltown, <laughs> Sunday afternoon. Well, we beat Canterbury there. Yeah, we beat Canterbury That's there. We beat point. Penrith there, yeah. and we had a red hot crack against Paris. So maybe we need to play at night. Maybe the Tigers fans haven't had dinner. They've come out. They're yeah. angry. They're seeking blood, and we just fire the boys up more. We're really playing three D three D chess now. Um, Joe and Gowie led the meters, 167, and post contact as well, 67. Um, had the most miss. He missed eight tackles though. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty high number. Would you? What would you put that down to? As fatigue or he? Um, 
I don't know, during the game, I felt like Joffa was having a good game. When I read that eight missed tackles, uh, seeing it at the ground is a little bit different to on TV. But how do you think Joffa's game was, as? Well, first question is, when was the last time he would have played prop? I should have looked that up. I can't look that up. That's I'd say that'd be a contributing factor. Um, he's obviously been playing as a locks for us at least this year. I think last year as well. Um, so yeah, I feel like sort of out of position. Uh, why I look that up, Rob? Thoughts on Joffa? I thought Joffa ran the ball really hard. I'm surprised by the eight missed tackles, but especially in the first half, we were on the back foot for a lot of the footy and we somehow hung on. So I don't know if those missed tackles are as a result of just continually running backwards and and they were just punching holes through us up the middle. It was quite embarrassing, to be honest. Uh, so the last time he wasn't our starting lock, so he came off the bench in that Bludger-Canterbury game. Uh, the last two games of last year, so Penrith and Canterbury, Obviously, all up okay. uh, in Queensland, and then the game before that against the Sharks, which we lost fifty to twenty. Uh, he was starting front row, but before that, uh, starting front row, uh, six to forty lost to the Roosters round two, twenty twenty one was the last time he started uh, at front row. So, yeah, so it's been on and off. I know um, Shane was a bit a- big advocate at the start of the year that he should be in the prop rotation. Uh, do you still think that? Because the definitely, three, the three of us thought, thought this. Uh, definitely. Just the fact that he missed eight tackles shouldn't turn us off that. I yeah. mean, he still played with heart. I mean, I know he missed some tackles, but, you know, you can just have a bad day. It wasn't through lack of effort. Mm. So I, I thought he tried hard. Rachel on Facebook says, why would you move this year's best player from Locke? Um, I don't know. I think what he, do- what he does with the team, he can do from front row. I agree. And yeah. we need a ball player. And, yeah. and until Joff becomes a ball player, which it doesn't like he look, he's going to become that, then I think, yeah, we need to put someone as a ball-playing lock, even if it's not Jacko. It's got to be someone that can yeah. just have a bit more variety with the ball in his hands. Yeah, it feels like a bit of a – Elijah Taylor was a bit bit the same back in the day. Yeah. And if we get him back into play prop, um, the more he plays there, the better he'll get, the less tackle he'll, he'll miss. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jimmy Tarmel with four offloads leading the team. I felt like um, Jimmy definitely played with some intent and tried hard. And, yeah, I I felt when he was on the field, things got a little bit of a better role. What do you uh, – I'll let you go first on this one. Jimmy Tarmel, I felt, yeah, coming off the bench wasn't a bad role for him. No, I think it worked. Um, I hope that's the role he'll have next year if he re-signs because uh, I feel like that extra year of experience mm. that he'll give to those young props like Pollard, um, all those guys coming through, I think that will be crucial to their development. Uh, but, yeah, yesterday that role worked really well for him. I had someone sitting behind me referring to him as a pensioner, <laughs> but I... I really had to disagree. He played pretty solid. Yeah. As someone six months older than him, I agree as well. Uh, yeah, Rob, I think we were both in agreements, maybe one more year on a cheap deal for Jimmy. A lot of people think we're crazy for saying this, but 
as I've said in previous shows, I think, I think, yeah, his leadership is as said. Even just being at the club, I think he's worth getting. I'm if a he bit wants conflicted. to, yeah. I'm a bit, bit conflicted. I, I feel like Jimmy's at the age now where you're going to get a good game, bad game. I don't know if we're going to get that same consistency every week. What I found yesterday from your lovely halfway seats, um, he got some really good service. Mm. He got the ball flat passes on the advantage line, so he was actually hitting the line really hard, where some of our other forwards are getting the ball two or three metres behind and they're you know, pushing you know what uphill, so to speak. So um, I just thought he played a really good game yesterday, but maybe it does suit him coming from the bench. But... I'm not sure if he'll be there next year. We, you know, the club's talking about a fresh start and all this sort of stuff. If we're going to have a fresh start, you don't want your existing captain there for the last couple of years. And I don't begrudge him playing, don't get me wrong. But if you're going to go down that whole fresh path start, new captain, new coach, new everything, you know, blood a few young guys. Um, but it's really up to Jimmy. Yeah. I, I want Jimmy to be the one that wants to play, not the club, to approach him and beg him to play another year. GD Tiger on YouTube said... Um... Sorry, no, Joey on YouTube said uh, he can be the Udonis Haslam of the Tigers, NBA reference. <laughs> uh, Miami Heat, I think, Haslam. Um, yeah, nice one. Um, the hooker rotation, you touched on talking about service there, Rob. New and it was good to see Jakey Simpkin back. Um, one thing is for sure, Dane Laurie at dummy half. No. Keep him out of dummy half. <laughs> That ball to Jacko. Far, far away. Yeah, that, uh, that was a bit concerning. But, yeah, I thought Noon and Jake were okay. Yeah, they were okay. Their yeah. service was good. Like, the, the balls were hitting the chest. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the sort of torpedo 12-meter pass from dummy half. I just feel like by the time Jacko was catching the ball, the defenders are in his face too early. I'd just like to see him maybe just stand a little bit closer and just mm. give him more time to do something. But that seems to be a pattern of the team. So, But definitely the service was good. I'm not sure what the missed tackles were like. Um, but definitely New Brown goes better at Leichhardt Oval. Okay, he scored, he scored <laughs> two tries there, three tries in two games. So New Brown likes Leichhardt. As I wouldn't mind seeing the rotation swap, so having uh, Simpkins starting and Nubra coming off the bench because I think that would work better and then you get Jakey back on for the last 20, 25 minutes around some tired forwards. I think hmm. that's the way the way forward with that rotation. Yeah, I, I agree. I think New Brown is more an impact player yeah. and, and he's more explosive. So, yeah, he's definitely better suited to come from the bench, get that halftime break, give him another 15, 20 after halftime and let, let Simpkin or whoever the hooker is going to be finish the game. A moot point, though, with uh, the State of Origin hooker coming to Concord uh, yeah, at the end of this year. So, need him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What do, where are we standing at the moment with Appy coming in? He's coming. But who, well, who's going to, who's, no, no, as in, who's going to back him up next year? Uh, I'm not sure where the club's sitting with it. Mm. From my own personal point of view, I think. They're a bit concerned about New Brown, the fact he was injury prone and mm. been out for such a long time, and he's about what twenty seven years of age. Um, New Brown has declared his love for the club and that he wants to stay yeah, there I and saw that. and be the number two. So it's going to be up to Benji and Robbie and Tim and whoever else is coaching the team next year. Yeah. Um, Kelman to a luggy, as well. I think we've said this every week, but why is he still in first grade? Because they don't want to put him in reserve grade, I guess. Um, <laughs> what what were his actual stats? I haven't so I nine nine runs, seventy three meters, 
uh, 30 post contact. Better than last week. What did he have last week? He three, had three runs three for 30 runs. meters. Four tackle breaks. He did lead the team um, in that eight hit-ups. Yeah, so a little bit better. Um, a little but, bit better, but not what we need from but, our, yeah. our second rowers. Not, yeah, not, um, yeah, not game Four tackle breaks is good, though. Yeah, he only played 60 minutes, so he didn't play a full 80. But uh, even still... More of an impact than the last four weeks put together, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, any other forwards or, or off the bench? The young, um, young Matamua played, ended up being pushed to the bench, wore number 11, and he played 20 minutes. Did you think, did you notice him much in those 20 minutes, Rob? Uh, notice him for the wrong reason with about five minutes left, but mm. I actually thought he ran the ball really hard. Uh, but yeah, the, the glaring hole that he left one off the ruck and, and got stepped and that led to Penrith going down the other end of the field. That really hurt, but that's just inexperience, a bit of fatigue. You know, he came up too hard on a diagonal angle and just got left a gaping hole there. So, look, he'll get better, but at least he ran with vigour. Um, and But what bothered me was that Matamua and Pohl, I thought, were the two forwards that ran with the most vigour. Mm. And that's really damning of our forward pack because they're the least experienced. Yeah. I thought Fanua Pohl was fantastic. Yeah. I, if you I was going to go to him next year. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Um, just on Matamura as well. Those one percenters, those little footy IQ things, he'll get those with time. It'll take the coaching. But I think having players or ex-players like Benji and Robbie around the club will be the right players to help those young guys learn where to be, where not to be, what to do when you're there and just, yeah, that obstruction that he gave away, it was about as blatant as you get. I didn't mm. actually see it live because I was watching the ball. Um, mm. But then seeing it on the replay, I'm just thinking to myself, how can you be that silly? Like why run into the player or why let the player run into you to play the obstruction um, at a moment where we would have gotten a, a really good try down that, down that wing. Yeah. I just noticed Christina on Facebook, she goes, this is going to be a shit all over Brooks episode. I thought we were pretty fair. I think Brooks I think Luke Brooks yeah. tried hard. I've got no problem with his effort. I just mm. felt he was literally in the first half. He was shunted off to the left, like, "Hey, you know, we'll we'll send you an invitation mm. when we're going to get you the ball." I just didn't feel like I knew what his role was. I felt mm. like Jacko was halfback, AD was five eight, and I didn't know what the hell Luke Brooks was meant to be playing. Was mm. he le inside left center? What was he? It was just. So, no, no. so it's not a bashing of Brooks, but I just feel like you can't put three people into two positions. We have to make – if Jacko is going to play lock, he's got to play lock like Todd Payton did 10 years ago. You know, occasionally get the ball first receiver and pass it out the back. But Jacko was getting the ball as first receiver and literally deciding and determining how we were going to play, whether it was a short ball, whether it was a cutout out the back. He was our halfback. Don't let the number 13 fool you. He played halfback, especially in the first half. Mm. I don't care how many runs he took. Yeah, Chris, the only really said, bad, or not really, really bad thing, but the only thing that I said about Brooksy was that his fifth tackle options probably weren't the best and just because kicking the ball down the throat of the opposition um, or bombing it down the throat of the opposition when you're attacking their goal line probably isn't ideal, but I don't know. It's just if he if he can stop doing those, um, find a few better options, maybe a grubber, because we've seen that he has a good grubber. He just doesn't pull it out anywhere near as often as he mm. probably could. So if that answers your question, Christina, yeah, if you want to want to stay on. But I, th I think we're pretty fair. 
on Brooks here. There are a lot tried of comments. His hardest. Yeah, mm. no, no doubt. I'm not com- committing his uh, questioning his commitment or anything like that. He really tried hard, but yeah. I just felt he wasn't really sure of what his role was meant to be in the first half in particular. Yeah, yeah, definitely his effort was there. But um, yeah, so back to the forwards. Uh, who was I going to go to next? Who do I say? Paul. Paul. Um, was it him that smashed Kikau? Who was it that put Kikau on his ass? Might have been. I think it was. Yeah. I'm like, not 100% sure, but I think it was. Yeah. That was a freaking amazing. Like, that was a good hit. There was a good hit. The kick out, the rest of the team struggled to three on one, put him down, and he. And Paul literally, just goes bang. Yeah, he literally flattened him. Like, it's <laughs> probably the hardest guy to tackle in the NRL. Definitely. He put him on his ass. Definitely Penrith's hardest player to tackle. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's thoughts. a wrecking ball of a man, isn't he? Well, thoughts on him as put on Paul? Oh, yeah, that was a great game. Um, he really looks like he's taken this chance at first grade in his stride. Mm. He's not overawed by the by the crowds or anything like that because he wouldn't be used to playing in front of crowds either. But he's really taken this whole experience in his stride. I hope he plays the rest of the season because the more game time he gets this year, I, I think the better he'll be next year for the run. Um, get a good preseason under his belt, under Sheenzy and Robin Benj. And I think he can really start to make a name for himself next year. Um, you can't question his commitment in defense mm. either. And every carry he made, he made with purpose. Uh, Luke Garner, I thought um, maybe my stupid head was telling telling myself he's playing against the Panthers, therefore... He's not trying his hardest, but I, I thought Luke Garner was pretty like lackluster in this game, Rob. I agree with you. Yeah, there wasn't really much to say. There was probably one good run he made that stands out in particular in the second half. But yeah, I, I hardly noticed him to be honest. Mm. There was a kick downfield. Um, I think Adam might have put it put it in the corner, and Luke Garner was chasing through, and he just kind of let, I think it was Dylan Edwards picked up the ball and if Garner just hammers him, like jammed in the 10 and he, Dylan Edwards end up getting back to the 30, like it's just seen that little, where he was fatigued, I don't know, but like, yeah, it's just, I felt like this that little bit of fire in him um, just wasn't there and he's been good for us, even though he's going to the Panthers, I feel like he's been putting in, but yeah, that um yeah, probably was his uh, worst game. As is there anyone, uh, any player, backs or forwards that I have that I've missed that um, that are, that impress you at all, or not impress you? Did we talk about Kapoa at all? Did we? No. Did we mention Kapoa. Um, it's definitely his better position in the centres. I'd be pretty harsh on him in the past. Defensively, that side though were pretty, uh, like scarily bad. Yeah, he was. Who was he with? Whose side was he on? Uh, uh, he was on Junior Tupu's. Junior, yeah. So, so his opposition was Jennings and Staines. Yeah, not Tess Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Your thoughts, Rob? Yeah. Look, I mean, he's going to need time to learn that position. What's that now? Four games in the centres, maybe at maximum, including last year. Uh, he really, yeah, he's, he, he, the game he's he been named a couple of times and hasn't started. Yeah, and the game he went off injured, uh, the game he did his ACL in last year, he 
he was yeah, in the centres. He was in the centres as yeah. well. So you know, I mean, it's not a nice way to say it, but as long as we're keeping away catching high balls, <laughs> um, I think centres his position. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we we swapped our centres and wingers as we said earlier, and I don't know how they've obviously trained all week for that. But you know, Kenny seems like he should be the left winger, and I would have liked to have seen Junior Tupu in the centres or right winger. So it was just it just smelled of a sheensy shuffle to me. So. Yeah. It is what it is. I just want the players to get better. But um, just all I'd say back on those forwards is maybe we should blood some more kids because if mm. if our two youngest forwards are the most enthusiastic, then maybe there's a bit more enthusiasm from the guys wanting to make a name for themselves and having uh, guys that are leaving, you know, playing the team for the rest of the year. Yeah. Who who have we got left? Is there anyone as that you'd bring up from Maggie's? Yeah, you're watching a lot of that New South Wales yeah. Cup stuff. I, I watch it when I can. Yeah. Um, I definitely think Jock needs some more game time, but it's hard to. It's it's unlikely to see them dropping Brooksy or anyone to yeah. to fit Jock in, which is the problem. Because you, it's it's proven that you can't have a half as well as a hooker slash. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Player that can play multiple positions. What's that word? Uh, utility. That's the one. Um, it's, usually, it's usually me that can't think of, think of the just English a language. mental blank right yeah, off the yeah. top there. Um, but yeah, it, it's been proven that you can't have both the utility and the half on the bench. So it it feels a bit of a shame, but it seems like he's going to miss out. I I wish he did get more game time, though. It would be nice to develop him and really see what he can show us over these last just under two months that we've got left. Murray on YouTube said Tommy Talao for second row. Next year, I know everyone was talking about the Panthers missing guys, but guys that are off the field for us in the moment, Stefano, Alex, uh, Tommy, Sean, uh, Noffa, Roberts. Yeah, he oh. might, will it, whether he'll be yeah, here next. Yeah, debatable, but he's off. Yeah, 50-50, Jimmy Roberts, but still five solid starting top 17 players, not on our side on the weekend. I know Panthers... Obviously, we don't, they're not seven origin guys, so I'm not saying that it was almost equal to the Panthers, but there's still five starters from our team missing. Like, there's, it's, that's, that's getting a little bit forgotten at the moment, Rob. Like, a few, a few of those guys would definitely make, would have made a difference to the team. It would, Josh, but no excuses, no excuses. I'm just saying there's, there's five guys sitting on the sidelines that would be in that team at the moment. No, I hear you. Yeah. My, my biggest thing is, you know, we heard Benji say over the weekend he just wants to make sure that the players next year just give an 80-minute performance, which was something we weren't accepting earlier in the year because we were getting 80-minute performances and still getting losses. Yeah. Now, I don't care who's in the team. I want to see 80-minute performances. The team we had on Sunday, yesterday, we should have beaten that Penrith team. We should have. And yeah. we should have destroyed that right edge. Like Jennings is like a QE2 in terms of lateral movement. Uh, Staines is is a great runner of the ball. He's very fast, but he's pretty slight, and he's a bit of a defensive liability. If we'd have kept Kenny and Tara on that left side, it just probably would have been a shootout left side against left side. So I'm a little bit disappointed it didn't pan out that way because I think Kenny could have you know, caused quite a lot of damage down that left. But I don't care who's in the team, Josh. I just want to see 17 blokes having a go. If if the five blokes you've mentioned played yesterday without the intensity that yeah, half true. of them didn't play with, then what's the difference? 
Well, you can't question Alex on that. You, you look at Penrith, mm. their halves. Was that their five-eighth second game, Aaron? Yes, yes. Okay, it was. Mm. and then Sean Sullivan, who signed by the Dolphins, that would have been about his fourth or fifth game at halfback. Mm. So you got halves that haven't even played seven games between them. Yeah, it's just not good enough. Jennings in the centres, like he mm. couldn't get a run with us last year. Mm. Okay. So- <laughs> okay. Do you think um, now I'm sad again? When Tommy is back from his injury, do you reckon they'll play him this year? I don't think they will. I think they're just going to give him the off-season and get him into yeah. it next year. Yeah, well, based how Sheen's wanted to play out the Adam Dwayne injury, I'd say you're you're pretty on the mm. mark there. Because he, he's due back. I think the the last article I saw said round 20 or 21, mm. and this weekend coming yeah, is round really 19. So. Yeah, it's not really worth the risk, Yeah, is it? Um, not worth re-injuring him. Within, when there's a full preseason ahead of him. Yeah. Right. MG Pumps, uh, three, two, one, boys. Uh, have you guys got yours? I've got mine ready. Have you got yours ready, Aaron? As close as I'm going to get. Okay, <laughs> go uh, for it. All right, as a <laughs> good flick. Um, I'm finding it hard to think of which player I can give three to, though, because I, I feel like I've got four players I could all give two points. Okay. Um, but just picking that one to get the three, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with that because – out of the four that I've got for two, I can't really think of one that was a particular standout over the others because they all had their pros, they all had their cons, and it's kind of who was who was there best at the at the time or best on the day. But I've made up my mind. I'm going to give my three to um, Joffa. I'm going to give my two to Jacko, and I'm going to give my one to Dwayne. So three to Joff. Two to I'm typing in these live. Uh, great radio. Sorry, three. So three to Joff. Mm-hmm. Two to Jacko. It'd be a help if I put these in uh, alphabetical <laughs> order. Two. Actually, they're right underneath. And one for Dwayne. Dwayne Adams. Uh, I feel like out of the entire team, those are the three that showed the commitment to the team. Um, the best out of everyone. Like we had players who didn't really play their best game. We had players who maybe looked like they didn't quite want to be there, um, given the way the season's gone. But I, throughout the entire game, I couldn't question the effort and the commitment from those three. I'm completely ignoring Joffa's missed tackles because, like I said before, more time at prop, and I don't think those become a problem. And Jacko and Dwayne, they steered the ship and. They should be doing so for the foreseeable future. Right, Roberto. Uh, I'm going to give my three points, Josh, to Adam. Uh, I think we've been saying all year that I don't think. Well, I know a lot of our fans do realise this, but some didn't realise how much of a loss he was to us mm. and how he would have made a difference in some of those earlier games, like the Warriors games and the Titans games. We, you know, we might have even still had Madge's coach if we were sitting higher up on the ladder after halfway through the season. So Adam three for me. I think it was a fantastic game. So, scored a great try. His kicking game was great. His tackling was great. His post-contact meters were great. I just thought everything was fantastic. So he was a standout for me. Um, I'm going to be a little bit sarcastic and give Jake Jackson Hastings two points for playing two different positions <laughs> in two different halves. <laughs> so he was amazing. He had so many touches. He tried his hardest. He ran the ball hard. He was trying to steer the ship around. Um, you know, he was even pleading with the ref quite a few times, and and he really had a captain's knock. Um, so he could easily have got my three, but I thought I'd give him the two. And I was going to go Joffer until you told me that stat about 20 minutes ago, <laughs> missing yeah. eight tackles. So 
I, I've got no problem with giving Fanua Pole one point. I thought he was really strong yesterday. And he, it's a very promising thing that he. I think he was our best forward regardless. So um, good signs for next year and, and the year after if he's only had uh, two or three games. Yeah. I've, I've got to give my three to Adam. I think, um, I think it was about 60 minutes in and I said Adam basically. I think it was before. When did he score his try? I'm trying to think. He scored late in the first half. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I said at this point I'd pick Adam, and he, yeah, definitely he was at the end. Put um, a contract in front of him and say, how much do you want? Write yeah. the amount on there, sign it. It's yours. Well, yeah, we'll see. We said that you. earlier this year about, <laughs> about Jacko. Yeah, the Jacko, is he playing hurt? Like, it's just that, I mean, it's out, it was different position, but um, the effort the effort was definitely there. I'm, I'm definitely he on three. Great. It didn't look like his foot was hindering him as much as it was mm. in, say, the loss to the I mean, Rabbits or the his, games around that time. His workload definitely didn't show it. So, um, yeah, based on that, I feel like I'm copying Rob a little bit. But, yeah, AD three, um, Hastings two. Uh, for one... Mm, You're going to go different. I know. Yeah. <laughs> He's just trying to think. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think someone else. Because <laughs> the one's hard, as has said, there's a lot of people... Um, yeah. You said Joff yesterday. No, I, I'm i copying as here. Yeah, I think um, Fanua Pole. Just perf- putting kick out on his ass alone. It's a point. <laughs> just, like the, uh, just like the Dane Laurie highlight against yeah. the Eels the yeah. first time. That was it's worth one, a point. worthy of a point. Worth a point alone. <laughs> I like GD, um, GD Tiger. He said one for Joff, for two for AD, and three for every Tigers uh, lady on the uh, on, yep. on Saturday. That's, the Tigers and Sharks women. They That was a cracking game. Yeah. It, um yeah, it, uh, it was definitely nice to yeah talk about a victory. It's hopefully, yeah, it's not too long. The next one uh, for the boys. So, obviously, uh, we've got the Cowboys next week. And, yeah, we'll preview that on Thursday night. Um, yeah, boys, anything else before we wrap, wrap up? Have we, have we missed anything? No, I just want to say on? that we've had five losses in a row now. And that was how we started the year. So if we don't break that this weekend, we're going to have six losses in a row. Just losing streak of the season. Yeah. And how, how are we going to finish the year? Is it going to end up with 13 losses in a row? Like we need to stop mm. the right. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, on the bright side, if he's named, there's going to be a 300-game milestone this week. So we're playing them up there, but I hope the team can at least Jimmy lift for Tamo. Jimmy. Yeah. Big, yeah. big one coming up. Especially against, lift. against his old team too. That too, the well, team one on the premiership. One off. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even didn't even think of that. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if West Tigers PR. I didn't think of that. That was nice work there. But um, big thanks to Keely. The start of the show, she was awesome. If you're only just joining, joining us on the live stream, go back and listen to the start. Um, yeah, going to hear an actual elite athlete, not just us three. Uh, three plebs talking footy. But, um, yeah. Again. Uh, yeah, shout out to the girls. They, uh, yeah, make, making us proud. And thanks to everyone's tuned in tonight. Yes, as I said, we'll be back Thursday, 8.30 p.m. If you're listening on the audio, um, yeah, try and listen to us live if you can. Who's playing Thursday night football? Who cares? Just put put the footy on the back. We've got the football on in the background. Eels and Broncos. Is it? That's yeah. a Bryce. Fuck them teams. Just put the, <laughs> put the footy on the background and then put your headphones on for us. You can do both. Multitask. 
um, yeah, join us. Thanks to everyone. The comments all night. And, um, yeah, guys, you know how we finish each um, episode. Apologies for the audio at the start of the uh, episode. We'll remember to flick, uh, flick Rob's mic on uh, next time. It was time. always likely to happen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, audio aside, boys, as always, go the Tigers. Go, go the, the Tigers. tigers. For listening to another episode of the West Life podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again, we're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, so at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for Westlife Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the Westlife Podcast.